1973, the New York City Police Department created a hostage negotiation team. It's not up against the gun. It's up against the man's mind. When you're defusing a human bomb, it's the same as when you're taking apart a real bomb. If you skip a step, it's going to blow up right in your face. Talk to Me tells the high-stakes true story of the world's first hostage negotiation team. It changed policing forever. Talk to me. You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans, not those robots hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. Yeah, get it on. Get it on. Get it on. Welcome to CarCast. Man, for all, it's the moderator, Matt DeAndrea, over there. Lots going on. You're getting ready to head to Arizona, right? Yeah, so next week is uh, the Arizona Auction Week or Scottsdale Auction Week. And i uh, going to try to swing by RM to see what's going on over there. They'll be going over to Barrett-Jackson. Um, you know, Gooding, I don't think, does the live auction out there anymore. They just do the online auction. Mm-hmm. So their next live one might be Amelia Island. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, turning out to be, you know, like I, I always said, Barrett is great to go and see, but it's a big social event as well. You know, we've got uh, a bunch of our friends that are going out there. Goldberg's going out there, and, and Courtney Hansen will be out there, and Brad Fanshawe, and uh, you know, a bunch of bunch of people will be out there. So it should be should be good. Yeah, um, is Gooding wait? RM's online or Gooding's online? Gooding is online. And uh, RM, how long have they been out there? Not that long, right? I mean, yeah, it's been a it's been a while. I mean, the uh, the Arizona Auction Week was, you know, Russo and Steele was out there. Gooding, RM, Barrett Jackson. Um, there's been uh, a few others. Uh, over the years as well, I, I I think there still is. I just don't know them all, and I don't. I, don't, I can't get to them all. For me, this is going to be a quick trip. I can't go out like for the week. I just got. Mm-hmm. I have a SEMA conference that week here, and then I'm leaving directly from there Thursday night to go out there. Uh, so I'll be out there for the for the Friday and Saturday, the big the big days. Well, hopefully, I'll uh, see. We're talking before one on the air. I'm heading out to Dallas this uh, weekend to do my uh, live sort of land cruise with John Popper. And uh, you can still get some tickets if you want, or you can just come out on uh, Saturday night and see the concert. Basically, John's playing all the hits. I'll be doing stand up. But um, 
I hopefully can hook up with Aaron Shelby because you were telling me the Shelby Museum or their sort of mini Shelby Museum is close by. Yeah, like the Shelby family office is over there and it's not too far from you guys. So I think his plan was he's going to come out and see you on Friday night. But if you had some time on Friday, you should go check it out. First of all, there's for you more than like if you're bringing, you know, Mike or whatever with you, you're going to be more impressed because one, they built the building. It, ah. They, he, you know, so. And this is a multi-level with a parking garage, mm-hmm. right? And the bottom floor has this kind of the Shelby Museum that's in there. There's some good stories and some interesting cars. Yeah. Uh, but then you should walk around and hear about like the oil and gas business and the Shelby legacy. And 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 it's kind of a corporate office, but this is – where uh, where do they go when they're you know when they're not doing their day jobs? If yeah, you know, which is more Aaron than anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Uh, you need one or two solid siblings to uh, carry the torch. You know, um, I was listening, thinking about uh, Lisa Marie Presley and uh, the Presley estate, and you know she got a hundred million bucks or it's worth a hundred million bucks but she went through it you know and she was like spending yeah. way too much and they, they couldn't keep up and and i i know it's a story as old as time but it it's nice to have a a custodian yes. you know what i mean because whether your last name is shelby or lamborghini or maserati or uh, or whomever um bugatti corolla corolla <laughs> All the great Italians. You need like some semi-sober, semi-responsible, like sane adult to not, you know, lawyer up, drain all the money, fight with the other siblings and the stepmoms and and just Mm -hmm. have it all just sort of get lost to the dustbin of history. Because what happens is, is if there's not a custodian, that that stuff just kind of goes away. It, you, you almost want like a committee or a board of directors to, you know, when, when you're talking about good quality money, it's funny you, you mentioned that. I just read this morning before I came here that, uh, Usain Bolt, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Olympian made money, big endorsements, uh, heard from, I don't know, his financial team going, Hey, you know, by the way, we were just checking and you got $2,000 in like your retirement account. Right. And he's like, no, it's 10 million. And they're like, no, it, they were scamming you the whole time. Somebody stole your money. Right. And, and every time you hear those stories, it's like, they always get away with it. <laughs> you know, it's like a birdie made well, all thing. And they, and then, you know, what do you do? But it's like, this is a guy that's completely unaware of a $10 million loss. Yeah. yeah. Where's and, the family? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's kind of the problem. It kind of breeds the ne'er-do-wells. And, you know, that, you know, Shelby and Aaron especially are, are doing a nice job of sort of keeping the legacy alive, um, you know, a little bit quietly, but kind of responsibly. Like, he's not a flashy guy, but he's buying a few of the right cars, mm-hmm. maybe selling a car on occasion, showing up at the events, um, just sort of keeping it out there. Yeah. It, he told me the other day, I saw him this weekend, he was in town for um, uh, uh, some events for this year is they're celebrating Carol Shelby's would-be 100th birthday party. So there's centennial celebration throughout the year. Aaron's going to come in to CarCast. Uh, he's going to He's going to come in February 1st after Barry Jackson to get into some of the events. But I saw him 
And he said, he's not buying any more cars right now. And I was like, all right, I'll see you at Barrett Jackson. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just feel like, you know, he knows when to hold up and he knows when to fold up and he knows, you know, when it's a good time to buy and, and, and when it's time to sort of keep quiet. And, uh, and they just do a nice, quiet, solid, steady job. You know, I, I think you were talking about getting a, you know, panel together to essentially run your corporation, you know, after you're gone. I think that's what Paul Newman did. I think Newman sort of said, uh, I don't want the crazy kids hmm. fucking up the brand and arguing over it and blah, blah, blah. So I'll have this guy, yeah. sort of a third-party guy. He'll he'll be the custodian of Newman's own and blah, blah. And then, of course, they went to war with that guy. And it's it, 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 it can right. – it almost can go no other way, which is – sad it's like a sad testimonial to the human condition yeah but it almost can't go the other way now uh you and i don't have that problem with our immediate family because because my mom uh sold the house her mom gave her and then moved into her mom's house after she died and now my mom's gone and my stepdad just lives in the house that uh mom uh, when mom passed, he's in his his mother-in-law's house in, in the valley, yeah. and God knows where it's going after that, if it's going anywhere. But uh, the point is, is really nothing to argue over. Right. I don't know. I would like to think that I would be a, a, a decent person in these situations, but I don't know. Like, if I were 19 and, you know, sort of set for life— and then just having to argue over money as, as my full-time job, uh, argue over the estate. I don't know. Maybe I would just slide into that sinkhole. Like, you know, I used to, years ago when uh, Molly Ringwald was like the biggest celebrity on the planet and she was like 19 and a half and people would be like, she's changed or that's not the old Molly or she's different now. And I'm like, if you were 19 and making millions of dollars and on the cover of time and life magazine, like the same month would at 19, would you just be the same old dude from Florida working on the Mustang? What do you mean? She's changed. But when she was 15, she was a completely different person. Like, of course it's literally what's happening is changed. I know. (laughs) Uh, so, um, I, I, I look, if you're, if you're if you're smart and you're you know you're a, you're a Shelby family member, then you are successful in your own right uh, without that. But yes, maybe it makes a difference if you are a trust fund uh, a kid and relied on that that you know for, for lack of a better term that free money every month, and then that got cut off somehow. Yeah. I think that would throw a wrench. It's also it, unless you you know not hey you know you're 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 55 somebody passed away and now there's some cash coming in but now there's other people arguing for their fair share of that cash well you had zero yeah from you know what I'm saying like I'm also here to tell everyone <laughs> when they do this thing like where they go Lisa Marie Presley spending a hundred thousand dollars a month on rent and uh, yeah. you know food and uh, you know uh, maintenance and blah 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 and they go hundred you know hundred thousand dollars a month 
You can easily do that. Yeah. Very easily. I'm here to tell you. This is basically, it's like saying, um, you know, you live in Los Angeles, you know, a hundred bucks, uh, sorry, a hundred thousand a month, you know, it's a uh, 1.2 million bucks a year, which means, uh, you know, before taxes, you got to make two and a half million bucks a year. Right. Uh, it's very easy to live in Los Angeles, make two and a half million dollars a year and owe taxes at the end of the year or not have enough or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's it's very easy to slide down that yeah. that rabbit hole. And you look at the home prices, you look at the mortgages and uh yes. you know, and if you didn't have the cash for the down payment and you're you're financing that as well, then all of a sudden you're at, you know, twenty, thirty thousand a month just on that. Easy. You know? Yeah. But you know, you were talking about whether you're making the money or the money's kind of given to you. And this has come up before, right? You're talking about uh I forgot which car it was, but you know, like I think it's Wayne Carini sitting next to somebody that, you know, basically inherited a car and and it's going for Thirty million, and someone's pissed off about it because the free thirty million dollars. I was thinking wasn't about thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, that was the son. All right, so let me try to figure that car out. That was the son of the first Ferrari importer, right? Who did the NART team, the North American Racing Team? I think those like NART Ferraris, and. That guy, and I'll I'll think of his damn name, or I'll ask Amy or Ben, who the hell started uh, North American Racing Team Ferrari? Uh, Dave was one of those names. It's, it's at the tip of my tongue. But anyway, um, Luigi Canetti. Canetti. I was thinking Canetti in my head. Yes. I was like, it's not that, though. But yeah, Luigi Canetti. And then his son, his 70-year-old son at some point, still, it was an episode of Wayne Carini. Um, is a five, six years ago. We've talked about it. But he had that car, which was pretty beautiful. It, it looked, it was a predecessor to the Dino, but it was like, Oh, well, it was mid-engine, like a Dino, but I think it was a like a dry sump V8, you know, mm-hmm. Ferrari racing motor. And I think it had a center seat and 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 one to the right and one to the left. I I think like the McLaren F1. Okay. Uh, but yeah. I, I think it was a center seat car with a mid-engine V8, you know, racing whatever. Looked pretty much like a Dino. It's like a white Dino. And, uh, yeah, they brought that thing to auction and, and it was, a, it was like a gift from Ferrari, I think, to, you know, a Kennedy who'd set up a dealership in North America and was selling Ferraris out here. And I think Luigi Kennedy won Le Mans as well in probably the, the mid or early fifties or something as a Ferrari driver. And I think that's why Ferrari, said, yeah, I will bestow these dealerships or give you the right to open dealerships in North America, maybe first in New York, I can't recall. But the son, who's a serious guy, so I guess Ferrari then, sometime before the Dino came out, maybe in 66 or something, I don't know, the Dino, 67, 68, it's in there, I don't know the first one was. Um, maybe 69, like later 60s. But I, I'm pretty sure this thing predated the Dino, but it had a lot of Dino features to it. Uh, gave him the car, and it just 
just stayed in the family, you know? Yeah. And then they, Dino, 67 first Dino. Well, a little earlier than I thought, although I was dead nuts on pretty much. Um, he, uh, although I don't know, I, I don't think you could find a 67 Dino to buy. Like, that may have just been because they ran the first. sixty-seven to seventy-four, so it's yeah. a good run. You'd have a hard time, I think, finding a sixty-seven Dino, but maybe I'm making that up. Still, one of the best shaped cars ever. Is yeah. like the first car I fell in love the, with? The sixty-seven through sixty-nine Dinos, which were the two hundred six GT, one hundred and fifty-two produced. Yeah, and probably even less in sixty-seven. I well, for sure less, but I mean. Maybe considerably less. Anyway, I, uh, you know, they, the family, the Kennedy family had it. Now the guy's 68 and it's time to sell. They always give the story of like, we love this car. My dad loved this car, yeah. but it's time for someone else to enjoy it. And it's like, yeah. well, it's time for you to get 30 million bucks. Yeah. Is what time it is. It's always, it always cracks me up when someone sells a car. It just sell the car. I don't need to hear about why you don't want to sell the car or why you don't need to sell the car. It's funny when Walter Payton's son sold this turbo Porsche, he was like, I love this car. My dad left it to me and my dad told me to keep it forever. Now it's time for someone else to enjoy it. It's like, or now it's time for you to get 160,000 bucks. By the way, he ran 12 consecutive Lamar races. Kennedy did. Kennedy. Three outright wins. From uh, uh, 1948 to 1960. Uh, I'd have to look at the name. Uh, I mean, he was his life was 1901 to 94. So, yeah, he's probably. In, yeah. Uh, so that car goes to auction. And what Matt's referring to is was something I brought up some years ago famously is. Uh, when the thing stalls out at like $24 million, yeah, uh, yeah. the son is, he's got to look, he's, he's fit to be tied. He just, he's got a look of disgust just on his face. Like, so what? disappointed. What's the world come to? <laughs> this is, this is a travesty. Yeah. I, I, you know, he's like looking at Wayne, he's looking at the auctioneer and it's like, oh, pff, come on, let's go. I'll see you at the bar. <laughs> let's just leave. This car that was given to me. <laughs> I, I mean, it, not even 25 million. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not yeah. even twenty five million. But also, it's Kennedy like, race Lamar from thirty two to fifty three. That's not twelve years. Wow. All right. That's a no. Long. He ran twelve consecutive Lamar. Oh, oh, yeah. oh! I would have. Yeah. yeah, I would have bumped the number up earlier if I knew he ran that. He ran uh, twenty one times or thereabouts. Wow. Yeah. Back when it was pretty damn dangerous. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Now, so where okay, is so, that car? Did that car sell? Okay, so when he walks away from whatever, you know, tens of millions of dollars, is it – does he have 200000 in the bank at home or has he got another $40 million in the bank at home? Like at what point does the number upset you? Like where are you in your life that $20, 25000000 million windfall on a car you got for free upsets you? I don't know. I I would imagine. I mean, his family and his dad and everything was really successful with like Ferrari dealerships in North America, and they must have had to like franchise those. You know, there must be something coming in from Ferrari of Orange County or something to the Kennedy family. Maybe yeah. I don't know. 
I, I'm not sure. You know, the, the problem with these deals is some of them are totally sweet and then some of them are I got fucked. You know, it's kind of like the record industry. Right. Like, oh, I, yeah. I gave away all the publishing for $90, you know. Right. And, yeah. And, or, or you're I, the publisher I, going, hey, I make money on this for life. Right? Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, I wrote the theme to The Tonight Show and I get paid every night, you know. Like, yeah. I, it, it's got a wide swath. But maybe Ben can figure out that car it was a it was a white it's really about the old man luigi though right because from 1901 to 94 what kind of wealth or income you know that mailbox money can he hand down to the family he may have outpaced even the great jim carolla in terms (laughs) of, of of wealth and accumulation of property and assets maybe I don't know. I mean, my dad has that flugelhorn, so th- we got to we got to back that out, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So this car, which looks like the GTS, right? Is the GTS that we like? GTS. Yeah. Which one? The the funky cool car that was on the poster of Pebble the last a uh, couple of years ago or two years ago. And we went. What and we found year it. was it? Oh, oh, that you, you yes, know the car. Yes, I'm talking yes. About. The, yeah. the the the. The Jeep? three, the two five, or the whatever, the one we can never remember. Yeah, the yeah, the Bugatti, not Bugatti. Um, shit, engine Bizzarini, Bizzarini, Bizzarini uh, guy. Yeah, the two five GTS or something had a number yeah. in front of. It. We can never remember. Yeah, it, it looks like that. It kind of looks like a an early Daytona. Uh, sorry, early Dino. Yeah, like it's it's pretty. I think and see it look it has a center steering wheel. Yeah. Right? Right. And it's it's and one got, windshield wiper. Yeah, like it's <laughs> got a lot of sleek Euro early uh design elements in it. It's a it's a it's a real one of a kind piece. And it it's definitely worth something. It's got, you know, no race history, but obviously a cr- crazy history. And in terms of rare ferraris it's one of one yeah. so i don't and what's what's it actually called i don't know ben will have to try to look that up and i don't know if it i mean the guy was selling it so it stalled out at 24 million bucks or whatever it was I could six try years to ago look it up on hammer price but i i you know the thing the thing about the one of ones is obviously in a in a weird way, Ferrari three sixty five P. Does that sound right? Yeah. So the deal is is one of one is is great, but you you probably rather have a Ferrari GTO one of thirty four. Yeah. Or whatever the number was, because soon as one changes hands, then there's your market, right? But there are no comps with the one of one, so everyone has to sit around and go. It's a one of one Ferrari. That thing's worth fifty million dollars, and then the next person goes, "I think it's worth ten million dollars." And then everyone <laughs> looks at each other and goes, "I don't know." Yeah, yeah like there, you really you need a couple comps. You I need mean, a couple yeah, comps. Even three, four wouldn't be the worst thing. Yeah, or or just one. I mean, if there was one other one of those examples, and some guy in Dubai bought it two years ago for twenty seven million bucks, then. The only math is, is is mine better than that one? Yeah. I'm not seeing it on the app. 2014, it was set to sell for $34 million. 
euros. Wow, so that's, I don't know, 38 million or whatever the euro was. So like 41? It was that much, that much. I was going to say 40, but I thought, I didn't think the euro was that. Oh, well, maybe back then it was, the euro was stronger against the dollar. Yeah, 41.9, so 42 million. All right. And did it ever sell is the, the question. That's what I'm looking into now. Yeah. What was the high bid, though? If you can't find if it's sold, what was the high bid? Because if they were, I don't know, if the estimate was 41 million bucks and it got 38.5, I mean, or, now, or was it like 24? Now, and it was like I, half. I, I, I seem to remember it was like 24, and that's why yeah. uh, Kennedy Jr. was. The bid goes on. <laughs> driver, driver. Driver, driver. All right. Let me tell you about Snap On. Snap On. Today's episode is brought to you by the makers and the fixers over at Snap-On. Makers and fixers, they keep the world moving. You find them in factories, repair shops, roads and rails, buildings, maintaining everything. That's what we do. That's right. I count myself amongst the uh, makers and the fixers. So is Matt. Makers and fixers, backbone of automotive, aviation, agriculture, mining, marine, and military. These guys uh, keep it all moving. I know the politicians are pushing paper around and uh, everyone's talking about the uh, essential workers, the teachers, their school, their heroes. Yeah, but these are the real heroes. These are the guys who make everything possible. Makers and fixers, not just a job, it's a calling. And they want to hear from you so you can share your story at makersandfixers.com slash carcast and check out the makers and fixers on Instagram. So if you know good tools, your maker and a fixer, and you know that tool is Snap-on. All right, well, now I'm going down this rabbit hole. I think the thing, I, yeah. Well, first off, I mean, who who's who can set uh, an estimate for a car, a one of one car? It's it's right. It's impossible. And then, how many people can you get in the room that have that kind of money to spend on a, on a on a car? I mean, we see it happen. You know, and there's obviously, you know, you got to be two people in a room to get up to even $24 million to anything. You got to get a couple people in the room. But, you know, the pool of people definitely starts to shrink when you start getting into huge, huge money like that. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been uh, 2014. It went to auction. Must have been. Yeah, I saw that Carini thing. It had to be at least five years ago. I mean, he taped it in advance. I don't remember when I saw it, but uh, definitely did not get to where he wanted to get. I didn't even know there was an an estimate on it, and maybe it got to twenty four million euros. Yeah, I don't know. Well, ben will keep I'll it, keep looking. It does seem like a car that I don't know about euros, but you're you're very close with twenty three point five. It looks like. Was the highest bid? Well, the yeah, cause I, we where did the auction was... take place? I guess is the question. I mean, it was advertised as thirty-four million euros. Good, in, uh, good in company in sale. Yeah, but what? Do you know which location? What country? Yeah, the, yeah. Was it? I think it was stateside. But it, it, anyway, yeah, I. Yeah, probably, I gave it twenty-four maybe million. Amelia or, or Monterey. Twenty-three and a half is where it stalled, <laughs> and uh, Monterey. Yeah, Monterey. Yeah, he was not yeah. happy. But Jesus Christ, I, I mean, I don't know if he sold it privately since then. You know, it's been eight years or, or so, nine years. Right. So how does that conversation go? Because after sales, private do do happen uh, all the time, right? And you go, all right, the bidding stalled at $24 million. 
we wanted forty million. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, and then I don't know. There's some guy. Is he like the market spoke? I'll give you twenty eight. Or we're like, no, we're we're not touching anything less than thirty. You know, I think the problem is with <laughs> zero comps. Nobody can with zero comps then the only comp you have is the other guy bidding against you. That's right. That's Because there are no comps. Now, you can say, well, maybe we didn't properly present the car. I mean, maybe we didn't campaign it enough. Maybe the word didn't get out there, whatever. But I would argue that, you know, the over $20 million Ferrari buyers worldwide and Anybody who was interested in a car like this, it made it onto the radar. So if I'm cutting a deal with Wayne Carini behind the curtain at RM, I'm just saying there is no comps. We just did the comp experiment. And yeah. The comp experiment was 23.5 before the VIG, by the way, which yeah. is going to be a you know another 2.3 million bucks or whatever. <laughs> and I would go, this is what we got, and we're we're not. At, you know, we're not prime auction house in Long Beach. This is this mm-hmm. is the one of the biggest stages in the world. There's a bunch of people on the phone over there from the, the Middle East. That's, yeah. that's what we got. So we stalled out at, you know, 23.5. I'll go to 25 million bucks. And if you want it, I'll take the car. I brought my trailer. It's a sad day for that guy. <laughs> sad day for that seller. I know. I know. 25 million bucks. He yeah. goes home, talks to the wife of the kids. I sold it. We got 25 million. They're like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Devastating. Just terrible. Just yeah, I don't terrible. know, Ben. I don't know if you can find out <laughs> they, whatever they happened. They kept it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, but we just don't know privately if it's sold after the fact, so we don't. We can't really I'd, say for sure. You know, you got to ask Wayne Carini. It's true. Next time I see him, I'll I'll ask him because it did it in the episode. It didn't sell, right? But they don't always cover the conversation that happens after that. And some guy, sometimes they do. Sometimes they will bring the camera in and talk to the dude who wants the Cobra. And it's a little, you know, it's stalled out at nine hundred and fifty grand, and Wayne wants one one, and they're gonna get, they're gonna talk, you know. It's kind of weird. The camera will film them from like eighty feet away because they're like talking in the corner. So I don't know if anyone signed a release or anything, <laughs> but it, it, Wayne will give you like we ended up doing a deal. Um, but that deal can be private because the that other one's be the other one's public, and he doesn't have to tell you the <clears throat> amount if you ask Wayne. I just want a yes or no. Because then you can kind of take a guess. But if I see Wayne next week, I will ask him. It's, yeah. There's a good chance he'll be in Arizona. I, and I don't know if our paths will cross. But, yeah. Uh, uh, there's, you know, it has in the past. So, and I've always said hi to him. And I'm I'm wondering if. Yeah. If I could find Wayne and ask him. I bet he'd tell you. <laughs> uh, I don't know how old Luigi Canetti Jr. is now, but. He was 70 when they did the thing. He's, he's got to be I, yeah, 78, say, 79 um, now. Because uh, it had 80. Um, 80. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, also, uh, Chevy's announced the 2024 Corvette E-Ray hybrid. Yeah. This is um, 
This is interesting. Listen, the Corvette C8 is a fantastic car. The Z06 with its naturally aspirated flat plane crank, high RPM engine is uh, is getting a lot of press. People love it. And the E-Ray. The E-Ray is the Corvette C8. It's got kind of the wad body pieces of it from the Z06. It has the same C8 LT2 engine in V8 in the back. It's the 495 horsepower V8 engine, rear wheel drive. But then they add a pair of electric motors to the front, making it all wheel drive and an extra 160 horsepower. Zero to 16, 2.5. It just goes like a bat out of hell. It's 655 combined horsepower, which is in the ballpark. It's about 15 less than the. Uh, the, than the Z06, but uh, significantly more torque. And so the car is, I don't know, about 400 pounds heavier, but making it all-wheel drive and uh, getting it that additional traction just makes this thing just so much so much faster than anything out there. Uh, and this configuration is not too different than what the NSX has done with the with the electric motors on the front. Um, you can uh, run it in just a stealth, like EV mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the range is on it, um, but it 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 only goes up to about forty five miles an hour under under all electric mode. But this is a it's got to be the fastest uh, Corvette ever. I mean, this thing they said oh, yeah. they said it'll run ten fifties in the quarter mile. Wow. Two and a half seconds here to 60. Now, the Z06 is like 2.6 seconds. So if you want the all-engine, naturally aspirated version and go, hey, listen, that's maybe the collectible version of it, yeah. uh, then by all means do that. But if, if you want the the hybrid version of it, this is impressive. I mean, and we're talking, I don't know, 100 and something thousand. I think it's going to come in at like 104. It's a good price. A lot of like, car. And, you know, impressive car, impressive numbers. Uh, it kind of puts the other supercar makers, like, on notice. Yeah. It's uh, – I mean, we're we're living in a crazy time where there's that much horsepower and that zero to 60 times and quarter mile times and mixed with drivability. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, there were – Guys who hot rodded their whatever their Chevelles, but I mean you could hear them coming down the street, and it was just you know it's just a mess to drive. There was a Ben. I'm going to ask you to look for a Die Hard battery commercial from the 70s, where they had their kind of like hot rodder ne'er do well son, and. But he had the diehard battery. Okay, uh, in his in his stupid crazy hot rod. It was American, you know, whatever. And uh, then there was a sort of a conservative couple that was like, "We're going to the movies," you know. You work on your stupid car, you know, or something. Uh, but of course, the couple went out and tried to start their their sensible sedan, <laughs> and it wouldn't start because they didn't have the diehard battery yeah. in it. 
And uh, then, you know, the last scene is them driving the hot, attempting to drive the hot rod, you know, out to the local eatery. And then to, they're going out on date night, the conservative couple. But it's in the Chevelle with the blown yeah, big block yeah. in it. I haven't seen this, this commercial it? since I don't I mean, the commercials from like 1970 or something. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Let's see. Oh, that's so the old man starting his car won't start. Son, could I use your car tonight? Sure. Don't forget to put some gas in it. Every family should have at least one diehard. It's <laughs> a barracuda? Extra power to start your yeah, car this, this must have been more like cool. 78. Sold only at sea. <laughs> It felt it looked like it was 1969, yeah. but and and that actor played like the principal and the dad and everything, and even the son was somebody. That son, I was, I was, was in stuff too. But I don't the know. Dad, what, I recognized. What year was that commercial? That for? was 78. No, I don't. Think yeah, 78. Like, 78. Yeah. Oh, because you recognize the car. I, Produced no, in seventy five, but aired in seventy eight. Oh, interesting. That's why it did look earlier than yeah. seventy eight. And at the end, the copyright thing said seventy seven. So I was like, yeah, when did they make that? <laughs> was that a Barracuda? I I think it was. It was just it was it was quick. I looked at highly, it quickly. but but highly modified. But it had like um like the Daytona wing on the back, yes, like the NASCAR yeah. Daytona wing on the back. Yes, so yes, uh, which was. Yeah, right. With and, the big wing in the back and the flares and the Kragers and yeah, it's I got mean, a little bit of Corvette summer going on. Yes, <laughs> a lot of Corvette summer going on, and and that's all the entertainment I had as a kid. Like, oh, I love this commercial. Yeah, I get to see three seconds of a modified car going down the street. Also, it had humor in it. Yeah, so I. I liked humor. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, but the kid was like reading a book in front of the fireplace. Like, yeah, like they were trying to make him, you know, the not sensible like, one, right? Who yeah, drove the crazy like hot he rod. He was the smart one. But the point is, is if you wanted four hundred horsepower back in the day, that's what you had to drive—something <laughs> yes. insane. And the the conservative parents couldn't make it up the street. Ben, I wonder if we can figure out the name of the dad and the name of the son. Because they were both familiar. The, Edward Andrews for the dad, maybe? Yeah, he he must have had an IMDb credit that well, was a, a mile long. He was every sitcom boss or, you know, when the stuffy client would come in from Chicago and we had to impress him at dinner, he was not impressed. Yeah. You know, like he was just in everything back then. 188 credits on IMDb. What? <laughs> 188 credits. His, his IMDb picture is exactly what he looked like in the in the commercial. I mean, he must not have seen 1990 or something. Uh, but he was in 16 Candles. Oh, he was the shit. He was in 16 what Candles. What was he in 16 Candles? Uh, was he he was it was a guy named Howard. Was he a principal? He was always kind of the Stuffy kind. Of, he was that guy that played in the commercial, like and he uptight was in dad. Gremlins. He, was he was in, in Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. He was probably like a high school principal in forty-seven films. <laughs> he, I told you that fucker was in everything. He might be the 
grandparent of one of the characters? Yeah, sounds about right. Oh, he was was he the grandpa in Sixteen Candles? I think so. Running yeah. around the house. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because that so. was that was like Gremlins and Sixteen Candles were the last things he did. Right. He so. died in eighty five. Those movies were in eighty four. Yeah, there he is. He's the yeah. he's the grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. So he he was in Different Strokes, uh, Three's Company. You're right. B J and the Bear. Like all the shows back then. Yes. All right, you can uh, go to adamcarolla.com because I'm going to be in uh, Dallas this weekend with John Popper. And uh, you can still get some tickets, I think, uh, to come see us out on a Saturday night. John's going to be playing the whole set list. And uh, I got live shows everywhere. Just go to adamcarolla.com for all that. What do you got, Motorator? Uh, I think we're going to be in here one more time before we uh, head out, before I head out to Arizona Auction Week. So just uh, give us a follow on uh, on Motorator, social media. So till next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the Motorator, DeAndra saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. You know, I got to tell you, I have so many garbage apps on my phone, I never know where to look for stuff. And recently, I decided to clean house. All the junk and clutter gone. This leaves me with my most cherished apps. You know, the ones that can do it all. Like my Live One app. Music, events, news, podcasts, comedy. Oh, and actual musical stations curated by humans. Not those robots hanging out on Bezos's yacht. All this on one tiny little place on my phone. I've become such a fan of the app we here at the Adam Carolla Show will give you three months free. Jump on to liveone.com forward slash Corolla to lock in your deal today. And with inflation at an all-time high, this is a huge savings. Liveone.com forward slash Corolla for three months plus for free. No ads. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couples retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.